going to pray. And prayer is on the agenda tonight in terms of conversations that we have with God. And then we'll open it up to see a few other directions because I do want to kind of point you all back again towards the series that we're doing on the, pow the power-filled voice of the blood of Jesus. So let's start with prayer and move into the conversation, shall we? Heavenly Father, we praise you and we thank you as we come before you tonight in the name of Yeshua Jesus. And we give you praise, we give you glory, we give you honor for the power of your word, for the power of his blood, for the power of your name. And we thank you for the relationship that we have with you, that we are able to call you Father. Remember Jesus saying, or reading, I wasn't there when he originally said it, but when he sent the message to his disciples and he said, I'm going to my Father and your Father, my God and your God. And he let us know that the work that he had come to do had been accomplished so that we could have relationship with you. So this first begotten, only begotten son of you, became the first begotten of a different kind. And we praise you and we thank you for greater understanding by your spirit who has been sent to us to lead us and to guide us and to instruct us in the ways that we should go. We thank you for the powerful message of your truth and that it does not ever falter or back down no matter what challenges it. And we praise you and we thank you for the recognition that you are not worried about the condition of this world. You're not worried about any of the foolishness of man. You're not concerned. You're not worried about what the devil is up to with his shenanigans because you have a plan. And we will continue to proclaim your word, to learn more about you, to correct what we need to correct, and then to keep pressing in. And we praise you and we thank you for what happens tonight, what transpires in the hearts and the lives, the minds of the people that are tuning in, that at just the right moment, those that are skating through Periscope will tune in and hear what it is that the Spirit of the Lord has to say. There will be answers to questions, solutions to problems, opening of eyes that have not seen, opening of ears for understanding, manifestations of healings, whatever we boldly proclaim, we know you back it up by the power of your word and by the voice of the blood of Jesus. And so I thank you for that. I thank you for your protection over every member, over those that are traveling. If there's a storm, we speak to that and tell it, peace be still. And we say that everyone reaches their destination safely that we walk not in fear, but we walk by faith. We do not walk by sight. We walk by what you have said. And so I thank you for that, for the opening of this conversation this night. In the name of Yeshua, amen. And amen. And you may need to turn off the fan because it's loud and I'm competing. Uh, it's cold in this building. We just want to tell you that. So I actually want to show you a little secret. This is a behind the scenes thing. I brought my blankie because <laughs> it's more important to keep warm than it is to be cute. Don't you think? I do. Okay. So we're going to have a few conversations tonight. One of the conversations that I want to have is with regard to, it's a follow-up actually, to some things that we have done in our, uh, not just our 5 a.m. prayer, but maybe more so in some of the city prayer calls and the governmental calls prayer calls that we do every week. There are teams of individuals that are of this ministry, and I believe that there are friends or family that are starting to join in on some of these prayer calls. And we're praying, we are a praying body. There is much prayer that comes up from this house, much conversation with God, and more and more we're learning how to pray. In the beginning, 
we kind of stumbled and fumbled a bit and we searched and it was kind of hard. I think for some of us, because we were like, well, we got this whole assignment to pray about and we don't have a clue where to start. We were ignorant about the cities that we were praying for. Even if we thought we knew things, there were so many nuances and, and discoveries that we had to make. And then we had to determine between whether or not our prayer time was going to follow behind what the devil was doing or to get ahead of the curve and to proclaim and to, to speak and pronounce and decree and declare the stops, if you will, the prohibitions, the things that hinder the works of darkness from being able to succeed. And so we've learned different strategies that come from the Holy Spirit who cannot be shut down, regardless of uh, social media attempts or whatever it is, you see, because heaven has its own communication system and it's by the Spirit. And what we've learned over time is to stop trying to have all these conversations with people in the flesh, meaning that you're trying to meet the intellect or surpass the intellect of another human being. Because God himself, that's not the way he works. And I'll answer this question tonight. It's green tea. Okay. So what we want to do is what we want to look at is what conversations can we have that are to minister to individuals. Some of your prayer is ministry. Some of your prayer is intercessory. Some of your prayer is joyous and declarations. It's warfare. It's worship. It's many things. Worship is warfare. And so I say that if you do not have, you don't have ears to hear and you don't have a heart to believe and you don't have eyes to see if you do not belong in the kingdom of God. Now you can remedy that by receiving Jesus as Lord. So let's just get that out there right at the top. And then you have the opportunity not to be so ignorant. And ignorance is not an excuse, nor is it an insult. It's simply sometimes the state of affairs in people's lives. And it's something that we can do something about. However, if you are listening to talking bobbing heads, or if you're listening to mystical individuals that deny the power of God, you will never get truth. All you're going to get is a company line of rhetoric that is assigned towards you to keep you in darkness, in bondage, and on the run from tormenting spirits. And you will never be able to do what you were born to do, which is to overcome and trounce that mess and shut it down. So I guess we're just going to start a little militant tonight. But I'm not mad at anybody. I really am not. Because if I do, if, I, if I'm angry at you, if I ever get upset with an individual and put you in judgment, do you know I go blind? in the spirit. I can't see you properly. I go deaf in the spirit. I cannot hear what God is saying. Why? Because I have judged you or whoever, and I have put you in a compartment where my whole focus is a belief about you that I came up with on my own. And people go, well, the Bible does talk about judging and so forth. It does. But you know what? What the saints of God do is look at what the word of God says, and then look at what the devil was saying. And we say, now that's a lie. And this is true. Now, that is a judgment you pronounce, but it, the judgment is, is, is really, it is, it's, it's the truth judging the lie. It is the power of God, the, the, the presence of God, the truth of God, letting himself be seen. And everything else, the Bible says, let God be true. And every man a liar. What man is that? The one that doesn't say what God says. So that means you could be a liar about your own life. You can be a liar about your children, about your spouse, about your circumstances, about your finances. You can lie about anything you want to, but you won't get very far. So have we established that? I think so. That was free. 
All right. It's all free. All right. The conversation that I want to have, as I was talking about our prayer calls, speaks to a response, if you will. It's, it's more than a response. It's a takeover of all things C-19, which some people refer to as COVID-19. Um, we have other words for it. But I want to speak to something. We have done a lot of repenting in our prayer calls, and some of our, our prayer calls. And the repentance means that we've been changing how we think and changing what we say. Because we realize that sometimes in our enthusiasm, of which I am truly, I can really be counted as, as guilty of having done this, in our great enthusiasm to proclaim the word of God and to proclaim the truth of God, we sometimes can overlook people. We're so busy wanting to beat down the devil that we um, may not recall that not only does he use people to put forth his shenanigans, but he hurts people and he hurts them badly, especially people that don't know what they have in Christ Jesus or they do know what they have in Christ Jesus, but they have been derailed, sidetracked by stresses. There's a lot of people that have fallen subject to some kind of sickness or disease and they're born from above and they tell you I'm blood washed. I'm born again. I believe God, Jesus is my healer and on and on they go. But they've been getting their tails cooked or kicked, if you will, by other humans. Some that live in the same house with them, some that live across the, across the country from them, but they're related. Things that we have listened to, the contaminants of life that defile us. And when we do that, instead of staying with the pattern of Jesus Christ, who only focused on what God said, then we can find ourselves open for an attack. And it's not good. It can be against your health. It can be against your finances. It can be against your relationships. It can be against your own personal thinking. You can one day... You know, one moment you woke up and you're, you're just as beautiful as you can be. And then this errant thought can come to you that you don't slap down like you should kill a fly. And it can start to work at you. People worried about their finances because the rhetoric of the world was, well, if you've been affected by and this is happening to you, then fear is supposed to come upon you. Because there's so much darkness. The Bible talks about how the world lies in darkness. And if we're not turning on the light, which is faith in God, then we may grope around in the dark and let the fears that others are uh, experiencing start to touch us. Now, here's what I want to say. For those of you that are going to be subject to what we're going to pray or what we're about to address, there is no condemnation. God never condemns anybody because a sickness or a disease is on their bodies. And your faith is not, uh, uh, how you say, your faith is not disqualified because suddenly something is on your body. If you have to fight by yourself and you got more than one bully, I don't care if you think of yourself as a kamikaze uh, martial arts uh ballistically correct, military trained, tactical takedown kind of fighter, sometimes you need help. You need a partner. You need a group. You need, a, you need people to pray for you. 
So don't ever be prideful if something has come against you. You don't have to claim the sickness is your, oh, I've got a code. Well, no, code's trying to get me. It would be more of the way to say it. But if, if you all will pray with me, we're going to turn around, turn the tails on this because it's expecting us to lay down and let it come on us. But what we're going to do is turn around and face it down and it's going to run from us. How do I know? Because the Bible says to submit yourself to God, resist the devil and the devil will flee. And there is no sickness in Christ because he is the healer. He is not the sick one. Therefore, uh, you can see these things accomplished. And I do recognize also that many individuals, they say, well, I tried that and it didn't work. And I would say, probably it's not a habit of yours. Because you, when you don't realize how you talk, you don't pay attention to what you say, you'll find that you probably spend about 80 to 90 to 98%, maybe 99 or 100% of your time, maybe... I'll, I'll put it at 99.5% or 99.8. <laughs> you spend a lot of time speaking things into your life that you don't actually want, and you don't hear yourself do it. So I'm not talking about the conscious you, the one that's bold for Jesus. I'm not picking on your saintliness or your boldness and your, your great faith. We're talking about the part where it's not great. We're talking about the part where you need help. And sometimes how you flail around like a little sissy kid, leave me alone, leave me alone when somebody's trying to help you. You may not do that physical movement, but all your words, your demeanor, your whole little attitude, you just puff up or you fur up or whatever it is that you do, you get all upset if somebody points out that evil is upon you or coming forth for you or you be speaking about it, you know, and it's like, these are fighting words. Well, you know, if you would come after the devil, like you're trying to come after me, you'd probably get somewhere. So that was also free. It's a giveaway. Okay. These are free tonight. All right. They're always free. So if you need help, some people have been hit. They were hit by C-19. Whether it came upon a family member, a coworker, a friend, or they themselves were hit with it. And immediately once this so-called positive test came, fear was knocking at the door to say, hello, I heard that you had been diagnosed. I'm a part of the package. I just came to join with my partners in crime. And many people let them in. They go, oh, okay. Or the family member said, no, we're going to be afraid now. Forget this trust in God. Forget this prayer time now. Because now things have gotten serious. Darkness has come upon us. What good is it going to do to call on God? Oh, they didn't say that. But they said that. Because what they typically will do is say, okay, we don't have time to pray. We got to get real. We got to do this. We got to do that. I'm going to say to you, prayer is still the first thing you do. I'm not telling you not to listen to the doctor. I'm not telling you not to do what you're told to do or to go forth with it. I'm saying don't agree with the diagnosis. Keep agreeing with God, even while you go through the process that you have to go through because something hit your earthly body. Are you with me so far? And please ask the questions because I am not going to be misquoted and have somebody say that I said that you have a lack of faith if you get sick, and I'm not going to be misquoted by having somebody say I said ignore the doctors because I did not say either one. What I said is put the word of God ahead of what the doctor says. Put the word of God ahead of how your body feels so that you can shorten the time in which you have to deal or uh, experience what you experience because you're giving yourself a way of escape. You've got an anchor 
to hold on to, and it will work for you because God never allows his word to fail. I pray that's helpful. Now, let's keep moving into this because I'm confronting an ugly devil, all right? What I'm going to say is that as we've been repenting and we see the effect that things have had, we have a, a dear member of ours. This is what they told her that she had, and now they're telling her these are the symptoms of your body, and this is what you're supposed to do. But this woman is a fighter, and you know who I'm talking to because she and I had a great conversation today, and I told her I'm, she spurred this on. Because when she came out of the hospital-induced coma, she's like, what am I doing here? I'm ready to go. I'm healed. Why am I here? And the body was saying, well, because I haven't been feeling well. Now, her spirit was fighting all that time. That's why she woke up like, well, I'm healed. What are we doing? Because she was not receiving on the spirit level a lot. This is what the turnaround is and why suddenly, all of a sudden, the whole entire healing will drop on her, just like rain falling. It will suddenly come. One moment you're going through and you're going through and you're going through and then suddenly, it's like the whole time sequence just moves forward rapidly and you come into the knowledge on the inside, not only that what you've confessed is so, but that your body is now saying, well, I'm going to testify that the truth is seen and I really am whole and I really am recovered and I have every motor skill back and I have every memory. Nothing is lost. The peace of God is how you go after your memory. Nothing missing, nothing broken. I speak the peace of God to my mind. I speak the peace of God to my memory. I speak the peace of God to my brain because there's nothing missing, nothing broken. That's the shalem. That's the shalom of God. He works that thing out. I don't have to follow through with, did you hear what I said? I mean, you can say all that if you want, but what I'm saying is, are you saying to yourself, did you hear what you said? Are you hearing what God said? I talked to me, the devil, they can slap him around. Let the angels deal with that. I'm going to talk to me and I'm going to keep reminding me of what God said. So I'm speaking to those that have been affected. Those of you that have, have been traumatized by the loss of a family member, traumatized by the, the wreckage that you have experienced in your homes or whatever the situation has been. And I'd let you know that as a part of the body of Yeshua, first of all, we apologize to you if in any, in every way, shape or form we ever came before you seeming to scoff or to treat you with indifference or to not take you and your life seriously. I let it be known. And as I release that to you, it comes in the waves of the love of God and it begins to do a work in you. It begins to bring about a change, a release. You don't have to judge people. You don't have to justify. You don't have to feel like well, maybe I should explain this. You don't have to apologize to anybody about what you believe. And you can now kick fear in the teeth with faith and let it be known. No, I'm validated by the blood of Jesus. I'm not judged by my sisters and brothers in Yeshua. We take God seriously. We tell this disease, this man-made lying demon that you will not 
prevail in any area of our lives and every bit of residue that has tried to stay on minds, wills, emotions, body functions, motor skills, memories, whatever it happens to be, that we wash those areas clean now with the blood of Jesus. We wash those minds. We wash those brains, those particles. We wash those areas of the soul that have been wounded. We wash every single part of your, your motor skills and everything that concerns you. We release the love of God to fight for you. And we let it be known that we see you every whit whole. We line up in agreement with you that you're the comeback kid of the 21st century. And we decree and declare in agreement with you in the name of Jesus that this thing is temporary temporary and it must depart because the permanency of your life is the eternal word of God.